Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we are here to bring you guys a more Midnight Madness. This is episode nine here, and we apologize for missing the regularly scheduled program earlier today. Uh, things were a little hectic. Uh, we got a little sidetrack, but don't worry, guys. We have something in, in store to make it up to you later. Uh, but before we do, I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL, and to my right is my guy, Brian. He is stater underscore niner brian what's going on with you big dog hey another good day let's uh get to going here i know we missed our show earlier but you know we'll, we'll make that up right yep yep you're absolutely right we will make it up to them we promise you that now um so there is a you know we have our on twitter today segment and yep. i couldn't find anything on twitter today worth discussing in the show the uh, most interesting thing i didn't like take a screen grab of it but Basically, Grant Cohn crying, saying that George Kittle won't respond to his DMs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was it. That's all I had. That is all I had. So uh, let's go ahead and get this thing started, I guess. This will probably be a quick one. This will be our minimal, our 20-minute show here. So uh, let's have some fun with it, okay? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Danny Albright starts us off with, who's better, the Bosa family or the Matthews family. Watch Brian's recency bias come into play here. I was going to say, is this like a uh, um, it, like a family question or a statistical question? Because like I would have to go back. Obviously, I didn't follow the Matthews family because they didn't play for the 49ers. Um, so. I, was, I don't know that either Matthews' brother, maybe, maybe Clay for a portion of the season, but I don't know that either Matthews brothers, either Matthews brother was ever the best at his position. And no, I'm, argue, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Right. And so you could argue that the Bosa brothers are, we know that Joey Bosa has been like the, the edge guy. Right. And, and everyone for what it's worth, and we haven't seen it yet, but everyone's saying that Nick is better than his brother at this stage in their careers anyway. Let me right. let me pair you know let me get that right. So I mean I guess I would have to go with the Bosa family. They got a baby Bosa coming up too, uh, working his way through Ohio State. To, I mean, uh, yeah, Ohio State. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, so your final answer, you're going with Bosa also. Yeah, I mean I'm you know obviously biased because he's on the team. Um, and like you were saying, I think that uh, when you talk about you know Matthew, the Matthews boys, I think that, that Clay stands out more. But even even at that, I just I don't see them being on the same level. I just didn't know if the question was from a, a family as far as personal or statistically, you know, because uh, I was like I don't know either of those families personally, so can't really speak to that. Oh, look at you trying to get the easy way out of answering the question. You know, they didn't mean personally. You knew that. Come on. Well, I I know that there was some drama, I guess, or whatever around Nick before we brought him in um, with things that he oh, had said on social media. So I didn't know if there was something in the background of each of the families that we need to discuss or something else came out information wise. But if it's just statistics, you know, again, biased because Nick's here. Um, but like you're saying, you know, you look at how they stand in the league, um, you know, since they've been there, obviously. Uh, it seems like Joey and Nick are doing more to disrupt the league at their positions than Clay and his brother. Um, brothers? Brother? Yeah. 
I got there you. Isn't there three of them? I got you. There's three. Yeah, three Matthews brothers. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's here's the next one from Jorge Manzo. He says, uh, first of all, thank you for the midnight madness. No problem, Jorge. Uh, it's the least, literally the least we could do. Uh, <laughs> do you think now that we have McDaniels as offensive coordinator, we will make a difference? He will make a difference in our offense. Or will Kyle run every aspect as we've seen in the past? So I think that uh, McDaniels kind of already made that statement. I mean, just from himself during his press conference that uh, things are probably not going to change. You don't interrupt the, the, the play calling on the field. You know, McDaniels will give his input just as he has for the last 12 years that they've been together or whatever it is, the years they've been together. Um, I don't foresee this changing anything um, with how the offense works. So I, I, I don't think it's going to change. I think he's going to have the same amount of input that he's always had, and Kyle will still continue to make play calls as he has. You are absolutely correct. I don't think we see much change at all. I tell you what, though. I do think that Kyle and uh, McDaniels have a a better relationship than people think. And I could see Kyle saying, hey, like you didn't just get this position just to be doing it on paper. I could see Kyle maybe kind of challenging him sometimes. But like he said, when Kyle's in the zone, you just step back and let the – Right. You know, when, when you but, see the I mean, line pacing, let him go. He also made it pretty evident that, you know, sometimes when Kyle keeps, you know, pushing through insanity, doing the same things over and over, he is still open to insight from his coordinators. And McDaniel said that, you know, he gives input when he can and Kyle either takes it or he doesn't. So, right. I don't think yeah. that changes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, just, you know, the way that Clippers and Suns game ended, the inbounded pass, even though it was coming down, he tapped it in. It counted. They put 0.7 seconds back on the clock, but the Clippers didn't have a timeout, so they couldn't advance the ball. So he had to just, like, heave it down court, and that was the game. Hmm. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. So, All right, uh, here we go. I think this is a good question here. Do you guys think Trey Lance would take a team-friendly deal in the future to keep us competitive? I know it's several years down the road, and we don't know how high a ceiling is. So for my for my two cents, I think that if Trey comes in and is the guy that we think he's going to be and he continues to uh, develop and excel over the years of his rookie contract, I think that boy is going to want to get paid that first go-round. I mean, if you're talking about team-friendly like Brady would manipulate his salary so that you could bring in top-tier talent, maybe, but I don't. Th I think that first contract after his rookie contract, he's going to want to get some some money. So I don't know that he takes a team-friendly deal, um, at least not in the initial contract. There may be some outs in the contract in order to be able to open up space if need be. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he takes a team-friendly deal, Not at least not that first one. I don't think so at all. Uh, you work your entire career to get to the NFL. And then when you get to the NFL, you pursue two things, money and fame. And when I say fame, I mean like Hall of Fame, not, you know. I thought you were going to say championship, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, yeah, but, but that comes. That, you need that to get to the Hall. <laughs> yeah, you, you need a solid career. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, that, that that's all part of it. And so if that's the case, uh, no, I don't think he's taking a team. You saw this this contract that Patrick Mahomes signed. Yep. Five 
hundred million dollars. You don't think that Trey is sitting there saying, "Yo, I got Kyle. Like I know I can get this bag." You know what I mean? And just think <laughs> that's going to be five years from now, not not next year, not the year right. after. Five years for me to submit my legacy and go ahead and earn that kind of money. Right. That's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. After his rookie year, I think he's going to be all in for getting the big contract. You know, and like, however, if Parag's still here when that happens, if if that's how it works out, and he tries to put in caveats or you know loopholes here and there so that they can potentially open up money, uh, you know, down the road, um, I could see that happening. Uh, you know, if, if Trey becomes who we want him to be, and he has, you know, makes a legacy for himself, and the 49ers go on to win multiple Super Bowls, you know, he he's going to understand in time that he needs those pieces around him, just like. Brady did, you know, and he will manipulate his contract in order to do that because he's going to make his money from endorsements and other things as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, here we go. This is always faithful. Uh, what was the most difficult time slash injury we suffered as a team in history? Now, I'm sure that there's actually some way to quantify this, uh, but I think we're just going to give our opinions here. Uh, well, I know the one that hurt me the most was when Bowman tore his knee. Trying to Ooh. cover that, uh, recover that fumble, and then they didn't even give it to him. You know, it was like add insult to injury. I think for me, just because they were at the precipice of going back to the Super Bowl, you know, with that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't give it to him, but they didn't score on that drive. Actually, they did not score. Believe it or not, as close. No, as but I think that if they did, well, we don't know what would have happened. I can't. Well, say no, that. because if they had a rule to the fumble, we recovered and ran it in. I don't know if you remember that. Our guys picked it up and ran all the way down the field, and they started blowing the whistle. Right, but I think that he would have been down by contact where he recovered it if they had actually gave it to him. No, I, wait. Bowman didn't recover that fumble. I thought I thought, I thought he, he was trying to recover it when he tore his knee. Wasn't that right? No, I, I think he stripped it out, and then as he was going down, he was trying to get it. That's when his knee got shredded. Uh, am I thinking about a Jimmy Ward play? I thought Jimmy I Ward. Know. Maybe he did. It's been a while. I, I don't remember, but um, that was to me that was the one that hurt the most uh, in yeah. recent history. You might be right, though. You might be right. It might have been him trying to recover it. You might. Be, you might be right. You might be right. Um, I'm I, not that I remember it, but I remember people talking about the Joe Montana injury against the uh, I believe it was the Giants. Right? Isn't that the the nasty Joe Montana injury. I'm pretty sure that's too far back for me, man. I know. <laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, that was, people say that that set the team back a year or two. So, I mean, I, that's, that's from what I remember though. So I don't, I don't know. Um, if I had to go based off of a memory that I recall uh, being, you know, very detrimental to the team and, and their success. Uh, hell, I mean, I had Super Bowl aspirations for last season and I think losing Nick Bosa week two, uh, just really, really derailed that whole thing. So, you know, uh, here we go. We're going to guess, but I don't know how we get an answer here, DJ, because we won't see that till the bottom. Uh, guess who Cynthia Freeland has competing with Tampa for the NFC? And it better be the 49ers, baby. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I it better be. <laughs> <laughs> how many head coaches, if any, would you rank better than Kyle Shanahan out of the current 32? Better in what aspect? I mean, we have some defensive-minded coaches out there that are better at what they do versus, you know, and obviously Kyle's better at what he does. But if you want to just compare them across the board, 
I would say, I would say, I got Pete Carroll. Um, I've got Andy Reid. Uh, head coaches that I have ahead of ahead of him. Um, what's what's my man's name over in Buffalo? Oh damn, is it McDermott? No, what's what's his name? Uh, no, I was sorry, I was stuck on Dap Dable or whatever the offensive coordinator's name. Um, yeah, I don't remember the head coach's name out there. Is it McDermott? You might be right. Is that who it is? Let me see. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, it is Sean McDermott. Yeah, I like him also. And the reason I have these guys ahead of Kyle is because of what they do for the entire team, not just one side of the ball. Uh, th- these guys have um, allowed their players to play the game and have fun playing the game. They, I think they coach both sides of the ball well, um, and you know they also trust their staff members uh, to make to make some calls, whether it be right or wrong, uh, but th- that's how you run a team. And so I, I like that. What about you? No, like I said, uh, um, you know, I, I think Andy Reid, I don't know. I don't know that I put Pete Carroll ahead of him. I mean, obviously when you're talking about other side, I mean, he's more of a defensive minded guy. So, I mean, but what he's been able to accomplish in his time in, in the NFL, obviously, you know, uh, better than Kyle has because Kyle's only had a few seasons and they haven't been stellar because of injury. Um, you know, maybe Harbaugh for the Ravens, but Jets, again, longevity. Um, I forgot about Harbaugh. He would he would absolutely qualify for what I was saying. That, that was a very good call. Sean very Payton. Um, I mean, he knows how to use his tool, you know, his players to their, to the best of their abilities, I think. Um, I, you know, I was with you, but the last couple of years, this whole, uh, Hill, Tyson, Taysom Hill thing. Oh yeah. Really, really put a sour taste in my mouth for Sean. And I, I just, I don't know. I I can't, he, he feels weird. Well, I think that that had a lot to do with this breeze situation, you know, when is the right time to move on from a guy who has held this franchise together? You know, when do you, and so how, and how do you do that? How do you get someone in here to do that? I think that's kind of the, what you come up against in that situation. Well, my criticism for him was not actually going with a quarterback to run the team while breeze was gone and putting Hill in there. He said, Hey, let's just have fun because the season's probably over. Now they, they had a winning record while he was in there, but they struggled to move the ball. And you had a guy there on your bench in Jameis Winston who was completely – there was times where they pulled Hill to make throws that Winston couldn't – I mean, that uh, they pulled Hill and put in Winston to make throws that Hill couldn't do. Right. That just tells you right there, like, you knew who the better quarterback was, but you decided to go out there and just play. You know, it's, it's a little weird. I don't know. Right, and they're obviously paying Taysom Hill as if he's going to be the starter um, over Jameis. You know, I, I don't know if they're concerned about his interception ratio going to continue to be a problem. I saw a video of him today actually being chased around some blocking dummies and and uh, trying to keep the ball from getting batted out of his hand so he doesn't fumble it. His interception problems are not as bad as people say. I know he has that one year where it was 30-30, but this kid has a phenomenal touchdown and interception ratio, uh, and I compared it to Eli Manning. Jameis is better. He just doesn't get the chances. That's all. Is it a percentage you're saying is better? 
Yeah. Uh, like I'm talking like Eli had a how many year career versus Winston, who's got year five. Yeah, six. Winston's only ever had uh, one season with 20 or more interceptions, and that was at 30 for 30. Eli had seven in a 15-year career. That's 50% of the time he's throwing 20 interceptions or more. I'm sorry, 16. 16 interceptions or more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 16. Okay. Jamie, Jamie Man, I got to trust you. You did the research. You know. Yeah, I actually tweet. I tweeted it out today because I was talking about, like you said, that, that video that was going around, and I, I quote tweeted it and said, I can't wait for him to get his fair shake. All right, this is the Niners. This is Niners. <laughs> How many coaches you got ahead of Kyle? I'm sorry because I'm getting a sidetrack. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go through them all, but I would say there's probably about, for me, six or seven. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a, that's more than what I thought you would have come up well, with. Well, I mean, I, I named off five, right, four or five right there, and I didn't even get the Belichick who, you know, just the fact that he has as many bowls as he does, you know, as many rings. <laughs> Whether he cheated to get there or not, I don't, you know. <laughs> oh, I was just in a different show. I would love to debate that with you. I would love to debate it with you because how hey, much I've already had it? that discussion about, you know, the fact that they played in the AFC, you know, oh, it, over there you're playing, you know, you're getting all those wins against the Dolphins and the Bills at the time, which weren't a great, you know, and the Jets, who've not been great since Namath was there, as far as I'm concerned. Talk your shit, baby. All right. I like it. I like it. Mark t- jumps in here. He says, assuming Tampa gets the one seed, would you rather San Francisco go 9-8 and get the seventh seed with a fully healthy roster or 13-4 and four, but without possibly multiple stars? Bosa, Warner, IU and Kittle. Well, first of all, I would never assume that Tampa's getting the one seed. But if I'm going to go with the question. Yes, there we go. <laughs> then uh, given the scenario, I would rather be nine and eight uh, with the seven seed and a fully healthy roster. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to agree with you because nine and eight means that we started rough. And then we we found a way to get it together. And if we're fully healthy going into the postseason – Watch the F out. This is some Eli Manning type stuff where they get hot at the right time. So, well, also, I feel like nine and eight seasons means something didn't go right with Jimmy. Now Trey's playing. Yeah, which means you can catch him off guard down the stretch there. Absolutely. I wasn't going to say it because I didn't want you to jump on me for it. But yeah, that's the. That's, no, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I think that means that Jimmy was struggling. They probably made a switch and, or he know, got hurt, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or okay or he got yes yes or he got hurt you're absolutely right so give me the fully healthy roster uh yeah, Omar, after that crazy ass sons game who do you think will win the championship um i really want to see chris paul get a, a ring uh but i mean atlanta is just they're they're proving to be a mismatch nightmare and they can do it from everywhere on the court right now atlanta is the hot team i know that they're winning in seven games but they're they're doing what they got to do and they're playing like this fearless football, uh, football, basketball down the stretch. So I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to just go with, uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta. And I can't answer the question because I don't really follow the NBA unless the trailblazers are in the playoffs. And once they got bounced, I turn the TV back off. (laughs) There you go. I like it. Uh, Rams reloaded. He says, how you, how you tonight, fellas? I'm great. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing well, and thanks for watching. I appreciate it. I really, really do. Uh, let's see here. Did you see JV recruiting Melvin Ingram? Yes. I did not. What was this? 
There's a tweet that he sent out saying uh, basically the red and gold and dreads would look awesome. Come, you know, basically you'd look great in the red. This and was gold. today. Uh, to, yeah, I think so. I saw it on oh. Facebook. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if it was a tweet that I saw, but I didn't see it on Facebook. Oh, I was gonna say this could have been on our uh, on Twitter today, but all right, all right, that's cool. Um, no, I didn't see it though. I did not see it, but that's that's pretty cool. I like when players start doing that kind of stuff. I really do. Uh, let me see here. Here we go. I don't know if this has been asked. How do you two like your steak? Who wins between Fred Warner and Ricky Waters? Uh, I was referring to the reports about Josh Allen taking a friendly deal. Okay. All right. I see what he's saying. Uh, how do you like your steak, Brian? Uh, still walking. <laughs> I have ordered it blue before, and if you know what that means, it's barely cooked. And uh, but I prefer it somewhere between rare and and, uh, and blue. I'm a medium rare guy. Um, I, you know, it's weird. They taste better the more rare they are, mm-hmm. right? But it's a it's a visual thing for me, and my stomach starts to turn the longer I look at it. And I'm eating it. I, I I think I watch too many zombie movies. It just starts to turn my stomach, and too I'm like, food. all right. I was like, Mike, you're human. Come on, bro. Like you're you're not out there in the wild kingdom. Like, cook this shit up a little bit more than this. So you I like having all I that blood like on your plate. Though. I don't. I don't. I don't. And I, like you know, when I was doing my diet, steak and eggs was like my thing. Any any cut of steak with some eggs, like I was eating that at least once a day, um, and I was doing them rare, or well you know, a little closer to rare than medium rare, but uh, I start cutting the steak and then the blood starts getting into the eggs and I'm looking at the difference in color and I'm like, all right, I got to stop. I can't. I, <laughs> I, I can't yeah. So medium rare, um, no steak sauce, by the way. I'm yeah, not, no. a, I'm not mad at people who use it, but a, a well-seasoned steak with some fresh peppers, onions, garlic and stuff on it. You don't need any of that sauce. Absolutely. So, uh, who wins between Fred Warner and Ricky Waters from 94? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Ricky. God, dude, I'm glad I let you go first. I agree with you as I'm wearing <laughs> Fred Warner, as, as I'm wearing Fred Warner's jersey. But, yeah, I agree with you because uh, it was just a different level of physicality, you know? Um, yeah. Fred Warner misses a lot of tackles. that doesn't get talked about a lot because of how good he is everywhere else. Right. And I, I think Ricky Waters will be a nightmare for him. So, uh, let's see here. Do we have any more questions? That looks like a comment. Wait, wait, where'd it go? Oh, man, I jumped down way too far. Uh, that's not the one I wanted to click. Bowman stripped it and recovered it, he said. All right, so you were right. You were right. Um, Bowman had it in his arms when he fell okay Rams can't even okay oh here we go who leads the team in receiving yards this season Ayuk Ayuk it all right um you know what I'm gonna go with George Kittle Mm, no, I'm not. You got to be I, healthy all season to play. Yeah, uh, no, and I and I've said I don't <laughs> think he plays all season, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change my mind. I am gonna go with Ayuk. I like your answer. I'm gonna go with Ayuk. 
very good. I just wanted to go with something different because you know, right? What you said, but I can't. We, I, we get in each other's head too much. Yeah. How long do you think you'd survive in a zombie apocalypse, and how? All right, Emsley, I like this. Uh, you want to go first? I already have a plan. This is something I've talked about <laughs> my family and everything. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> all right. So we would survive a really long time. Um, it's all about knowing your surroundings. Uh, my family, family and I would head to the nearest water tower, and that would be our base. Because uh, I've never seen, except for in that World War Z movie, never seen zombies really climb anything before. Right. Uh, and you have the perfect uh, viewpoint so you can see, you can know exactly when to plan your rate. You get some walkie-talkies. You have someone watching when you're going out to scavenge for food. Uh, with the binoculars and they can see you all the way through uh that that's our plan so yeah we're we're in a water tower right on um yeah i think we'd survive quite a while out here i mean first of all it's pretty rural where i live so i mean it's going to take a while for anybody that's infected to get here um and once they do it's not a lot of population to turn um where I live is pretty much, it's a landlocked property. So it's, it's, I could put up barricades, but if I didn't want to stay here, there's plenty of forest towers, observatory, you know, observatory, 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 observation towers for fire oh. watches. They usually have, you know, the radio set up inside there and, um, you know, somewhere that's close to a, you know, a stream as much as, you know, obviously you're going to be at the top of the hill. So you're going to have to go down, uh, elevation in order to find a water source. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what, what what we could do. Plus, the type of zombies makes a big difference. Because if it's, <laughs> yeah. World, War, if it's World War Z zombies, like, we'll just we'll just lock ourselves in the house and uh, I'll just randomly go out and scavenge and leave my family here as long as possible. Not in this house, though. Like, I'd, I'd go break into someone else's house that has, like, a really nice fence. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. But right. uh, th those zombies that run, no. Sorry, I I can't do it. Everything I've seen from zombies that run is that they don't have stamina, as in like they don't run out of stamina. Right. And I'm a human. I do. I'm carrying a gun, <laughs> a backpack with shit on me. You little uh, girl. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like oh, if I trip somebody, they'll stop and get them. Like I'm not I'm not sacrificing anybody. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. If it's those zombies, just I'm I'm hanging it up. Uh, y'all see the Arch Manny video? I did not see it. Did you? Archie uh, Manning, maybe? I did not. I was sorry. I was looking up. There was another movie that came out. It was called Army of the Dead. It's really brand new where they have like a hybrid zombie vamp, whatever the hell he was. And it's craziness. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right. I like that. Uh, where to go? Where to go? Beef or chicken? Here we go. Beef or chicken? Uh, depends on what I, if it's just straight up, then I'll take chicken. Yeah, I, I'm more of a chicken guy, but I love steak, like I said. Right. I mean, yeah. I, like if you're talking like taco salad or taco rice or something, you know, then, then beef for me, then, you know, ground beef all day long. But uh, if I'm just having like a diff, you know, you can do so many things. I mean, you can do a lot with beef, too, but um, I like doing like Kahlua chicken or um, sweet chili chicken. You know, you can do a lot of things to, to uh, make it better, spice it up, brighten it up, whatever. Ray Jr. says, what game will we see Trey Lance play in if Jimmy G gets hurt? We'll get to see him in the game that Jimmy G gets hurt in. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you sound like an asshole, but that's the, that's the answer. I don't I, know. I, yeah. 
who do I think? Okay, so let's talk about it for a second. When you look at the schedule, what's the first opportunity where you see a defensive set of individuals who may cause Jimmy some harm? Like it's Detroit? Actually, it's actually the three games after the bye. Yeah, Colts, right? What are those? It's, it's uh, I looked at this before. Actually, I, I uh, on a couple of shows ago, uh, I said that Trey could start after the bye week. And then I went back and looked at it, and those are probably the three toughest defenses in a row we would play. Uh, and I can't remember. I, yeah, can't remember who, I can't remember who they are. Uh, so, so it goes Colts, Bears, and Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Colts, you know the defensive line over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears still have Mac, right? Yep. And then you have uh, the Cardinals who have Chandler Jones as well as uh, Watt right now. So, yeah, th- those three will probably be the toughest defensive lines that we face. All right, you got a minute. All right. Um, Mike, did you ever make it a candlestick? I did not. Uh, all right, here we go. Who's your favorite celebrity or famous person you have met? Jenny McCarthy, probably, as far as meeting someone. Um, mine would probably be Busta Rhymes. I think Busta Rhymes is my favorite one. I, yeah, he's probably my favorite celebrity that I met. Uh, what game will we? Okay, damn. So I went backwards. <laughs> my bad. Uh, let me click this one. I see this one here. Who is your favorite Marvel Avenger, and why? Oh, Avenger. We had uh, had this question already. Oh no, I I don't think it was exactly this one. I don't think. Yeah, because I said Iron Man, and because he did it all with his money and his brains. Yeah, but I said Wolverine, but he's not an Avenger, so oh, I'm yeah. gonna go with Ant Man because of the humor. Yeah, and that's, that's Paul Rudd, be, man. <laughs> yeah, we're out of here, guys. 